Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for your patience. Nigeria, Nigeria is happening to us. Um, Nigeria is happening to our to our speakers. Um, it's it's really unfortunate, but we sincerely apologize for um, the delay and for starting late. Um, we even have <laughs> an article on our website, vested.ng saying may Nigeria not happen to you. And it's a prayer that I'm sure we all pray every day. It just happened to us and it happened to our speakers. Sincere apologies. Um, so we'll just get right into it. One of our speakers um, is here and I just want to welcome everybody. Um, our speaker had to use another person's device <laughs> to to log on. So he's on with um, the Twitter name Uluwa Femi. Um, so I just want to believe that everybody can hear me. Just can you give me a thumbs up if you can hear me? It's really funny, Panarami. It's really funny. Um, if you can hear me, please give me a thumbs up so we can. Oh, thank you, Tunji. You even gave me more than a thumbs up. Okay, so we'll just kick off. Welcome, everyone. Um, thank you so much for joining our, our Twitter um, space, this session. I mean, it's a pleasure to host another Twitter space. My name is Chidera Amuta. Um, Twitter Space is powered by Vested. Um, Vested is a proudly Nigerian brand that is pioneering new ways for Nigerian families to build and sustain their wealth. Um, and in the bid to achieve this, this year, we've created a series of interactive sessions which we've themed for your vested interest. I mean, you guys would agree with us that um, this year started with you know, very high level anxiety. You know, it's an election year and you know how things go in, in Niger. But I mean, the objective of this session is not to spark any political sentiment or to incite you in, in any way. Um, the essence of this session is, you know, to educate you on the subject matter. And the subject matter today is that you might have to do investing differently this election year. Um, the aim of this session is to ensure that despite the uncertainties that have come with this election year, um, you and I at the end of this session will have a better understanding of how we can invest differently or even better this year. Um, hopefully within the session, we would have our second speaker, um, Tamilare, join us. He, something came up and he had to attend to it. Again, Nigeria happening to us. But um, I mean, if you are if you are an investment buff or you know an investment enthusiast, you are in the right place. And if you know anyone that you think would benefit from this, maybe your mother, your brother, your neighbor, sister lecturer friend anyone you can go and call them now because we're about to kick off and you don't want to miss anything so um i would introduce our speakers um they're loaded with the kind of knowledge that would make you um hold their shirts and say don't leave me don't leave me <laughs> you know those, you know those kind of ethicals in you know all things invested i mean we had to chase them all over nigeria but eventually they agreed to sit in and share and you know speak with us today so thank you gapar um hopefully Tam tamilara will join in soon um so quickly i would introduce um 
Gafar, and then we can start. Um, but while I'm introducing them, again, you can call your friends and your family, um, anybody that is interested in investing or, you know, um, wants to start investing this year to join the session so that we can also learn from the rich investment nuggets that our speakers would be sharing today. So Gafar is a skilled investment professional with extensive experience um, and he's well known for his ability to combine economic data, financial markets, um, insights and corporate financial statements to you know, construct profitable portfolios. Um, he's a portfolio manager at FSH Asset Management, and he has worked in Radix Pension Managers, um, Ibile Group, where he was responsible for the Lagos State Employment Trust Fund. Um, so we'll just stop here because of time. Kafar, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and again, just I just need to state this before we kick off, just want to remind everybody that the objective of this session is not to incite anyone. Um, we're not here to share any political views or stance. So we just implore everybody to kindly share their opinions in line with the objective of the session and the topic. Um, again, the topic is that you might have to do investing differently this election year. So feel free to ask questions by requesting to speak or you can send us um, a DM or a message on here or leave a comment and we'll be happy to respond to your questions. You can also use, um, you know, our hashtags, hashtag vested NG and hashtag for invested interest. You know, if you learn anything, you know, profound during the session. Okay, so we can kick off. Um, we have some gang gang questions for our speakers and Gapar, since you're the first speaker on here, um, can you share, I mean, if you knew, can you share a brief history, you know, of investment activities during previous election years? Um, and do you think that this year would be different from like the previous election years and the kind of investment activities that went on um, in those years? Okay. Um, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you very much for hosting us, myself and um, my speaker that's going to join us shortly, Tamilore. We are really honored to be here and um, thank you very, very much to you and your team at Vested, Chidera, um, Ch Ch um, Chidera and Chidima. So, um, back to your question now. So, you want me to just share a brief history of investment activities during yes. the previous election years? Okay. Um, I will just give a quick dive into um, the Nigerian Stock Exchange as of 2015 and then compare against 2019, which were both election years. So as of um, 2015, we saw that the the all share index was at 20,642.25 points. And as of um, 2019, it now closed at 26,842.07 points. So you can see the variance between those two years is over 2,000 points, which accounts to about 0. .6 year 2015 did better than the year 2019 so that tells you what automatically that during that year 2015 was a much better year during the nigerian stock exchange market there were more trades um, um Gafar, hello i don't know if it's just from my end 
you're breaking up um but you are you are spewing numbers you're making this very technical for us we don't know these things though so you have to just break it down for us please so i think the last thing that i caught you say was that 2015 was a better year than 2019 so if you can just maybe just be subtle or not small just so that we can understand you know these numbers that you're sharing with us okay can you hear me Hello, Shidewa. Hello. Yes, you can go ahead. You can hear you. Okay. Sorry about that. What I was just trying to say is that against 2019, so there's something called the, the ASI, the All Share Index. So that's what you use to measure the performance of the stock exchange. So as of 2015, it closed at 28,600. When it closed that. 26,842.07. So what I was saying is that as a, for the whole year, for the when we are comparing both years, 2015 was much better than 2019. When we had those two different elections. So when you look when the stock exchange is doing well and it's better, that means that people are investing in the stock exchange, people are buying stocks, companies are doing well interest rates might be low at that point in time when interest rates are low people can go and take loans buy stocks when they buy they, when they produce more they when they produce more things are sold into the economy when things are sold um, wages are paid to consume more when they consume more the economy is booming when the economy is booming Things are doing better. So that was what happened in 2015 compared to 2019. So now, let's now go to um, sector analysis. So when we look at it in, for a sector analysis in terms of um, GDP growth rates, we'll notice that um, between 2015 and 2019, there was a growth in terms of the agricultural outputs, in terms of contribution. As of 2015, we had 23.11. For agricultural output, then in 2019 it was 0 0.13, which shows that um, I mean, sorry, it was 26.09, which shows that there was a 0.13% increment. Then for industries in general, those are different um, sectors of the economy that makes up the industrial sector. The contribution between 2015 and 2019 was 23.71 and 20.27, which shows that for 2019 um, it dipped by 0 0.14. So in 2015, it was better because it was 23.71. So in all in all, we had a better GDP growth rate. We had a, um, in all in all, we had a better GDP growth rate in 2015 as against 2019 because agriculture contributed 3.72% to the economy, then service contributed 4.78, then that for 2015. Then 2019, it was 2.31 for agriculture, then the service sector was 2.60. So all in all, you can see that when you look at it, it shows that um, 20... Hello, is Can you hear me? Yes, we're still here. So what you're saying is that 2015 was a better year because um, the GDP was better 
um, the economy was sort of better than 2019, I mean, when compared to, and you're saying that 2015, even though, it was, even though it was an election year, it was a better year to invest compared to 2019. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, definitely from the numbers that, that um, were churned out between those two years, when you look at the comparison, when you look at the comparison in terms of that, when you're looking at the Nigerian okay, so what, what does Okay, so what does it mean for like the average person that wants to invest now? Well, let's bring it down to this year, right? Okay. Um, I mean, 2015 has passed, 2019 has okay. passed. This is 2023. And I'm sure that most of the people on this call are interested in, From you know, investing. Chidana, That's why they're Chidana, here. Can you do me a favor? So, Yes. This background music. Can you mute it a little bit? Can you reduce it? Can you bring it down so I can hear better? The background music. There's no background music here. Can you guys hear any background music? Okay, go ahead. Well, I can hear background music on my own head. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, um, so what I'm saying here is, I'm sure everybody on this call would want you to to break it down. Oh, so my colleague just said there is a background music, so we're working on removing it. Apologies for that. Um, okay, so we want to know, like, what does it mean for, like, the average investor? So if I want to invest in, in or if I want to invest generally, what does it mean for me? Like, do you think this year would be, like, 2015, or would it be, like, another 2019, where you're saying if it's, like, 2015, it's a better year to invest? if it's like 2019 based on the numbers that you've just shared um, maybe we just might want to pause on investing or something okay so in terms of um investing thank you very much for the question in terms of investing first things first is you need to understand you need to convince yourself what you are trying to achieve what do i mean by that are you investing to buy a house are you investing to acquire an asset? Are you investing so you can, for a rainy day? Are you investing to send your kids to school? When you define when you why you want to invest, that would now give you a yardstick that would be used to measure your investments. Look at the asset class you are going to invest in. Look at the kind of risk you can take and the kind of opportunities you and the kind of returns you want so let me paint a scenario now let's assume you are a federal government worker in his federal civil services 55 and um, by law it's either you, you retire at age 60 or 35 years in service so let's just assume this man has only five years in service and he's trying to build a village he's trying to build a house in his village automatically that means his time horizon for investment is five years because he's going to resign in five years and he'll start living on pension. So that automatically tells you that for those kind of people, they would need to invest in asset classes that are sure, that are, that are bankable. He doesn't need to go into any volatile, any, any volatile asset class, maybe like SDL, like swaps, security um, swaps or um, calls or puts. He doesn't need anything synthetic. He doesn't need anything. He needs plain vanilla. That's what we call it in the market. When you are doing plain investment, it's called plain vanilla. So that's like fixed deposits, money market placements, equities, call investment. 
those are the kind of things you can do. Then if it's a sophisticated investor, you can now start saying, okay, let me start looking at the equity markets. Is this a good time to enter the equity market? What is it a, what's the economy looking like? What's interest rate looking like? What's the MPL looking like? What's the external reserve looking like? What's the global economy looking like? So when you put all these things together, all these things I've mentioned, you can now start planning towards your investment. So now let me go in a little bit into asset classes. So for asset investment asset classes, what we have are um, the money market placements. That's the money market. That's the fixed deposit and call deposit. Then we have the fixed income. That's bonds trading. Then we have the equities market. That's um, equities trading. There are also derivatives, which are um, sophisticated investments. Um, but because of the... Earlier, so the man, I was talking about now those kind of people. What would be good for them to do is to probably do like maybe a fixed deposit placement with a bank, maybe every night 10 million. You can say, Okay, well, this is my 10 million now. You'll go to Bank X. How much can you give me for this 10 million for 90 days? Bank X might tell you. Two percent. You say I don't like two percent. You go to Bank Y. Bank Y will tell you, ah, we can do like maybe three percent. You say he doesn't like it. You go to Bank Z. Bank Z will say, okay, we can give you five percent. Negotiate with subject to rollover every 90, 90 days. So he fixes ten million at five percent to rollover every 90, 90 days. And as you are, as we all are aware, um, there are only four years in a quarter. And three months make up a quarter, so that means the investment will be the, the investment will be rolled over every four four years. The good thing about fixed deposit investment is that fixed deposit is um is insured by the Nigerian Deposit Insurance by Nigerian by Nigerian Deposit Insurance NDIC. So that means that even if the bank should have issues or the bank packs up tomorrow, the man is safe because his NDIC insured, so his money is safe. So that has we remove that from as one of the asset classes for someone that wants to invest. The next one is commercial paper. Commercial paper are money market instruments, but they are done more by, um, it's more of um, companies that issue them and they are less than 365 days. That means the tenure is less than 365 days because the money market instrument. Any money market instrument is less than 365 days. Um, the problem, the, the challenge with commercial paper is it's not insured. Some of them might have a bank guarantee, but to be an off balance sheet transaction. So that means that if anything should happen and the company packs up, there's going to be a problem because it's not insured. And he's not a secured holder in the company's books. When you're a secured holder in the company books, what that means is that if the company should have issues and they have to sell off the assets, when the assets are being sold off, be that you're a secured holder, you will be on the priority list of liability of um, Holders that have to be paid off, people that they owe money, the liabilities, the liabilities that they owe money that will in Nigeria, most of them are not secured. Then the next now is equities. Now, equities is the most profitable asset class. But the problem with equities is you have to understand what you're getting yourself into and it takes equities for 30 years. 
and they've seen all the cycles in the market, and you have to be patient. Um, let me just quickly bring this home by giving an example of Warren Buffett. I'm sure at least a few people here will know Warren Buffett. He's one of the most, he's the one of the billionaires trading the equities market. And how companies are quick to react to situations whenever things happen. Um, equities is not for everybody, it's not for the timid. Um, and like back to that man I was telling you about, the, that I was using for an example, the civil servants. Now that he has five years for him to retire and he wants to build his house, if he puts his money in equities, there's a very high probability that he can make that money back in less than a year. And there's also a very high probability that he can lose the, can lose the money overnight. So for equities, it's a little bit dicey. You need to be able to interpret. You need to be able to interpret the financial issues, the bottom line, the top line, their um, revenue for the year, their profit, their profit, their profit before tax, profit after tax. Are they financing anything? Have they acquired anything? Because what happens is that when companies run their uh, run their financial year. Baby company, when they are done for the year, their revenue that they will for that year, they will not have to declare that. When they declare that, they will not have to pay the taxman his money. When they pay the taxman his money, that's FIRS or LIRS. When in Nigeria you pay both. When they pay the taxman his money, they now have to go and look at do they have any liabilities that they need to service? Some companies might have securities that they've not. Um, pay for. So when they pay for all those securities, what is now left is what they would use to pay dividends. And if there's no um, if there's no cash left at that point in time, the stock is really not that um, it's not that much. That means it won't trade that much. That means it will be really profitable to trade it. Pump space, which is the hello. You keep coming on and off. Um, the network isn't great, but I think to summarize your point, um, so it doesn't depend on like the year, it depends on what you're investing in. Um, and you just need to sort of know, you know, what you want to invest in, just understanding, you know, whether it's fixed deposits or equities or commercial papers. I don't know if you have any more examples to share, but it really doesn't matter if it's an election year or not. I think that's what I'm. I'm guessing from what you've shared. And I just want to quickly say that this does not constitute as um, investment advice in any way, right? So we're just enlightening you guys to just let you know, you know, what the possibilities are and how you might want to do investing differently this election year. Um, Gafar, do you want to add a few more things? To you? Yeah. Um, examples like you know, you've, you, you, um, you've put the icing on the cake. You said it well. You said it well. And yeah, that's fine. What you said is fine. Okay, so um, I think most people would want to know, like just hypothetically, um, assuming this was like a regular year, right? I mean, let's just ignore that it's an election year or like any special year. Can you paint us a picture of the kind of things mm -hmm. that we might want to invest in and the benefits of investing in it early? especially now that we're, we're just entering February, today is the 1st of February, um, you know, what the benefits are of investing early and what the long-term benefits could look like for um, those that would come in early, you know, this year. Okay. Um, 
let me just quickly add, say something, then I'll address your question. In investments, there are three ways to make it to the top. It's either you get there first, two, you're extremely good, three, you're using clandestine method. Now, when you invest early, when you are able to identify any asset class that is trading below its intrinsic value, that, is, that in itself is a skill set. Being able to identify either a bond that is trading below its intrinsic value or equity or a stock. Or interest rate is going to either drop or go up. Once you identify that, it's a skill set in itself. So definitely for like a scenario now, I would use MTN. I remember when MTN did their, um, went into the market. For yeah. I think they came to the market at 190, and that was in 2020. People that did that then mm -hmm. and now, MTN is doing over 200. So imagine coming to a stock at like 190, and uh, today it's doing over two, I think it's 220. So I'm going to look at the market, um, equity market this week, but last time I checked it was about 225, 225 Naira. So you can imagine the premium. On that, okay. Do you understand? Yeah. You can imagine the premium. Yeah. On that, let me give another example. When the federal government introduced um, FGN 2022, when they brought it to auction, I remember the bond came out at the coupon is about thirteen percent. I went. I remembered very well that time I was in the pension space. I went to the market. I did about two yards. When I did about two yards, when we bought it and we took it into our books, I think two weeks later, interest rates now interest rates went down. So bond yields went interest rate went down. So bond yield went up. We made about four hundred on that transaction. Four hundred. Wow. Four hundred. Wow. Now let me give you a scenario where I lost. <laughs> let me give you a scenario where we lost money. <laughs> because there are two sides to the coin too. So um, there was a day, there's something called on the Nigerian auction. I can't remember what I was doing that day, but I was busy. I was working on something. School went on auction and it was trading at about uh, I remember by the next day, I did about 25 or 39. And I, I had it in my books. I could have taken that position, but I lost out on it. So me not moving fast when that happened is what I'm addressing to. When you have the opportunity to enter the market. But another thing we need to understand is analysis. You need to understand what you are doing. You need to understand what you are getting yourself into. You need to convince yourself that this thing I want to I this is agrees with what I want to do. I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from. Yes. So but so and is it the analysis that would tell you the companies to invest in or the kind of investments to make? How do you go about Okay, so for that, when you want to you look at and you look at the general economy in the country. 
So let me paint another scenario. When Russia, okay, when Russia invaded Ukraine, when Russia invaded gases, gas and um, gas and fuel that was going to have an issue, but nobody saw wheat. And the largest exporters of wheat are Russia and Ukraine. And that's why you realize last year, I think by second quarter, companies now get it, started getting very sensitive that, that, that had to do with wheat, that uses wheat for their production. Price of bread went up a bit. Anything that had to do with wheat went up a bit. So those are the things you have to look at. You have to first look at all those ingredients. Let me just make it a little bit simplistic. Look at all the ingredients. So the maybe the macro economies like the salt, the macro and uh, the mac, the micro is like magi. Then the um, the economy in general, another are variables are like water. So you have to put everything together. Then states, then that 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 are good. How you pick stocks that are good is. You first look at their dividend payout history for the last five years. In the pension space, before you can buy any stocks, it is either they have paid dividends for five years or they've did or they've given out bonus shares. If they've not done any of those two in the last five years, you can't invest in it. So that's one aspect. Two, you now look at their revenue line. Is it increasing year on year? As their revenue line is increasing, is their expenditure is it reducing because if your revenue is increasing and your expenditure is increasing you're really not making that much money and when you're not making that much money you can't pay, pay out dividends. you can't pay out dividends because you don't you don't you, have, you still have to run the company next year so you look at that you look at the management of the company you look at the sector they are into is it a company that is into a, is it a cyclical stock is it a defensive stock those kind of things Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so um, I think some of us on the call would um, just want to know, at least some of us that want to start out with investing, um, how do you advise us, you know, to go about it? Someone that is new to investing, is there a process that we must follow? Okay, um, yeah, definitely. Investment policy statement. So if like yourself, now you come to me and say, ah, Gafa, I have this 25 billion I want to invest. How are we going to go about it? I'll say, oh, yeah, come to my office. I'll sit you down. I'll first ask you your age. What do you do? How many dependencies do you have? Yeah. Do you understand? Those information is what will guide me. Because you are a very young lady and you still have a long way to go, I can be very bullish with you and I can be aggressive with your funds. Do you understand? But if you want very old, Baba, yeah. That is like 79 that comes. Ah, that one is only money market I'll put his money in. You know? So any day it comes and tell me that he needs his money. Yeah. I'll just go to the bank and say, please, don't pay me. I want to fix deposit again. What's your penalty charge? Let me pay you so I can take the money and give the baba. Do you understand? So what you look at is you have to first understand, like I said when I started this, you have to first understand what you are trying to do. What you are trying to do is what will guide I can give you X and Y for tips. After three months, I need it back. Automatically, that tells you that you don't, you don't, you don't need to go and tie that fund up in anything that will be um, above the 
payments tenure. So when the person comes back for his money, you can just go to him. So in terms of um, how to invest, yeah. so for for individual. Let's assume you've paid your house rent, you've paid, you set aside your children's school fees, um, you settle the people you need to settle, and you now have disposable income that you can play with. Why? Funds. If you go and mismatch funds, if you take a long term money and you go and put it, no, sorry, if you take a short term fund, and go and put it in long-term investment, there will be issues. There will be issues. But if the money is long-term, you can now start putting it in short-term investment. That will make sense. Like I said, that 90-90 days all over for fixed deposit. So that's it. So for, um, for, for retail investors, what our advice is, if you're going to have to invest and the sum is not substantial, you can try it out by yourself and... The industry, understand the market, understand the numbers, understand what is driving the numbers in the markets, not just the, looking at that. Okay, they lost ten million. You have to understand why they lost ten million. What happened that they lost the ten million? Then when you, you are able to do that, yeah. when you are able to do that, you now grow in that space. But if you have like something that is sizable, what our advice is because it's a sizable fund you want to invest, our advice would be to meet a fund manager. Mm. So the first thing is basically just seek professional advice. And then the, the next thing is, I think you mentioned if you're younger, you can, you're able to like take more of risks. Course, of course. But if you're older, you sort of need to, you know, weigh age your, um, the amount of disposable income that you have, you know, to, you know, take that risk, that, that investment risk or not. And, and not all investments are risky, right? Are there are there some that are very safe? I think you mentioned some yes. about fixed deposits. Like I said, fixed deposits are guaranteed. They are insured. Your money is insured by NDIC, and there won't be any issues. Yeah, so that's for the people that don't even want to risk anything. Yeah. So they just do, do yeah. the fixed deposits. Yeah, do fixed deposits. Okay. Okay, is there anyone else? Yeah, is there they, any they, other NTB? NTB2 is risk free because it's guaranteed by the federal government of Nigeria. And the beautiful thing about NTB is you get your interest upfront. There used to be something called OMO, open market operations, but that one is not more to the investment investing public. CBN removed it. CBN took it off the investment public list. So it's only open to um FPIs, foreign portfolio investors. The beautiful thing about NTB is so if you let's assume you have like one you invest one naira. And you get a discount of like maybe 20 naira. So you get the 20 naira discount upfront. That means you pay them 80 naira. The 20 naira is your is your upfront interest. Then when the investment matures in less than one year, they now pay you back the hundred naira. That one too is risk-free. Bonds too. Bonds too are risk-free, but it depends on how you classify it. If you buy a bond and you classify it as hold to maturity in your books. Or you are going to hold it to maturity. It's a risk-free investment. Your coupon will come when it matures, they pay you. But the problem is if you're going to hold it for trading and yields start um drop if yields start reacting in the markets, then there's going to be trouble. 
because the value of your bond will reduce. And if you are going to have to sell it before maturity, you're going to have to take a loss. So when it comes to safe, when it comes to safe investment, given the kind of yeah. the audience we find ourselves in, it would be NCB and money markets. Okay, okay. So um, and that begs the question of um, um, so Nigerians in the diaspora or people that have like you know dollars or pounds or whatever whatever that they want to you know invest with. So is there like are there investment opportunities for either Nigerians in diaspora or those of us that have um, dollars, spare dollars that maybe someone dashed us or you know spare money that we want to you know invest with? Are there like those kind of opportunities? Sure, those kind of opportunities exist. Um, for diaspora investments, um, there are different things you could do. You could use euro bonds. There's something called euro bonds. Those are bonds. Bond dominated in dollars. So even the federal government of Nigeria has no bonds. Um, we have different series. We have the 49s, we have the 24s, 26. Corporate bonds too. There are also corporate euro bonds. We have FBM 25, we have Echo 24, we have Echo 26. So basically, what that means is it's a organization and institution that wants to raise dollars, but uh, that wants to raise dollars. So they come to the international markets get a credit rating, do the necessary documentation. When that is done, they now come to the market, they now raise the bond, which is an IE. So you can do that too. You can do dollar investment over there to placement. But the problem with placement over there is that the interest rate is very, 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 very Sometimes it could be 0% over there. So fixed deposit might not be appropriate. So you will now have to do like maybe their own um, treasuries over there or their own bonds and giving their own stability in their economy. You could also do equities. No, go ahead. You could also do equities over there too. Like apples, apple, apple stocks, apple stocks. Kind of um, blue companies listed on the um uh, on, on, on the YNC or DAX or S and P five hundred. On those other exchanges. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so because of time, yeah, we just have to wrap up quickly. I know that um, we were initially um, scheduled for 4 p.m., from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., um, but we started by 4.30. So we'll try to wrap up um, before 5 p.m. so that we can um, give, you back, give you guys back your time. So just very quick takeaways um, for our listeners. Unfortunately, Tamilera is unable to join us, but we can just wrap up quickly. So what is like, what's your final advice? Or are there like key takeaways for, you know, different levels of investors? So I know that there are beginner investors. I know there are conservative investors, moderate investors. This year, that is an election year. What is that, you know, thing that you tell them um, as you know, like a key takeaway from everything that you shared and that they need to take note of, you know, where they want to invest this year. Hello? And if anybody has a, has a question, um, you can indicate by raising your hand to speak. Sure. But um, if there are no questions, we can wrap up immediately. Gafar answers the question that I just asked. Gafar, yeah. did you have a question? Sir, please take it again. I didn't get it. I didn't get you properly. 
Okay, so I was asking, is there like a, do you have a final advice for like the different levels of investors? So, you know, we have those kind of investors that are just starting out. They're like the beginner investors or like investors that are very conservative um, or like moderate investors or investors that are, that are happy to take risks. So this year being an election year, is there like a, and is there something that you'd like them to know? you know, when they are investing this year? Okay. Um, first things first, all, for all class of investors, first things first, know what you're getting yourself into. Um, trading, don't get carried away by your sentiments. Always work with the numbers. Pay attention to global news. Pay attention to local news. And make sure that whatever you are investing in, it is funds that you don't need in the short term. Don't put yourself in a position whereby you'll be jumping from pillar to post when the investment goes wrong. The truth is, investing is... that There's a lot that goes into investing that the public don't see. A lot. A lot. All you just see is where people come and tell you that I, uh, we made X, Y, Z. A lot goes into investing. Do your own due diligence, do your homework, pay attention to the data. And if you can afford, before you start anything, consult a financial consultant. You might think that, ah, they'll pay me money, I'm going to pay money. Trust me. It's better for you to part away with something. It's better for you to part away with 10% of something than for you to lose 100% of something. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, guys, don't get carried away pay attention to like the news, the trends, and seek professional advice, something that you need, or that maybe something that works for your friend will work for you. Um, seek advice so that you can do it right. Um, Gafara, do, do you want to share more? I think you're trying to speak. As you, share, as you talk, as you share some more tips? No, I thought you were trying to speak. Okay, if that's all, then um, I think we have a question or a comment. So, Panoramic, would you like to unmute your mic and ask your question or make your comments? Um, hi guys, can everyone hear me? Yes, okay. loud and clear. Um, so it was great listening in. Um, it was worth the wait, even though things started late. Like you said, Nigeria was happening. Um, so what I want to bring up is less of a question for Gafa and Vested more of an observation this seemed like a one-time topic because i saw you guys have a calendar for um talking points across the weeks but it could actually be um an industry or a sector for vested um and becoming a bit knowledgeable or trying to be on investments in in the u.s but there isn't anyone really talking about this on a granular level on a layman's term about how to invest what apps to use, weighted cost average, which is if you have 20K, you can put away every month. You invest that in a good company every month for 10 years. Just all of the kind of stuff that um, you ask Afafar and um, was spoken about today. I don't know if you understand what I'm stating. It's less of a question, it's more of a statement. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like you... I don't know whether you are psychic, but we're actually working on something in-house. Um, and I know that, and maybe Gafar, you can throw more light on it. I know that um, FSDH Asset Management 1 
has like a product that they're working on for diasporans, but I would let Gafaro speak more on it because um, he'll probably have more info. Okay, um, from the question I gathered, I think, yeah, the, 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 for, 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 for investing in stocks outside Nigeria, you need to understand that every exchange is different. We have the Nigerian Stock Exchange, we have the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, we have the London Stock Exchange. As the locations of this exchange are different, that is how the laws governing them are different. The companies are different. Do you understand? So the investment pieces that you would use for the Nigerian Stock Exchange might not be applicable to the London Stock Exchange, the London Stocks, or New York Stock Exchange. So for that reason, you tend to see that Uh, is it just me? I think we've, we, we've lost the file. That file, we stopped hearing you for a few seconds. Last thing we heard was London Stock Exchange. Maybe just me. Chida, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. So like I was saying, I said there are different stock exchanges, and as there are different stock exchanges, there are different rules, there are different That there are different geographical locations and different countries. Their procedures, their operating procedures might be different. So that makes it a little bit cumbersome. But it's very, very difficult. So for that reason, you see what I'll tell you that it's only Nigerians I do. I'll tell you it's for that I do. So in terms of platforms, for investing in in foreign stocks, yeah, there are there are existing platforms. There is um at least I know that um, there is Bambi that people use that. Then to what Chidera said about the FSD diaspora fund, yeah, that is coming up. Um, it's going to it's soon come into the market. We are dotting our eyes and crossing our T's. And when it comes to the market, uh, you will see. Trust me, you will see. FSD always makes. We are very big on advertising our products when they come out. So please, all the listeners should um, be on the lookout for that. And um, I trust that Vested will be one of the platforms that would um, promote our diaspora fund. Chidera, please, can you concur to that? What I can say, um, Panoramic, is that we've taken the feedback and we'll do, I'll do even one better. If you send us a, a DM with your email address or you know, the medium that you would want to be communicated with, um, you can send it to us via DM and you'll be one of the first to know when we eventually launch that product. But it's something that we're working on and um, it should be launched this year, all things being equal. So we know that there is that gap where there are lots of aspirants that, you know, want to invest back home in Nigeria and um, they have sort of this fair cash and they want to just put it to use. So there is that um, there is that bit that we're working on, and definitely we would um, share with you and everybody, like Gafar said, when the product is eventually launched. But thank you so much for um, pointing that out. I don't know if that has answered your question. 
So um, if we don't have any questions, thank you so much, Gaspar. Sincere apologies to everybody. I mean, a lot of people joined and had to leave at some point because we hadn't started. Um, Tamilara was unable to join us. We sincerely apologize that Nigeria happened to us. Um, but, I mean, we can agree that, um, if not for anything, we know how we want to invest this year and some of the things that we want to invest in. Um, so thank you, Gafara, for that. I think this session was engaging and insightful. Um, for those that were unable to join um, or to get their friends to join, no worries. You can listen to the session again. There'll be a recording um, on our page the moment we, we end the session. Um, and like Panoramic mentioned, there is there are actually like um, a couple of things that we want to talk about um, for your vested interest. Um, next week, um, we'll be discussing, you know, the cashless policy and how it affects um, Nigerians. And, and I would even say Nigerians in diaspora as well, because they have family back here. Um, and so I believe that this one affects everybody, so you don't want to miss it. Um, so you can turn on your post notifications next year but you and uh, next week rather and you would um, get notified um when we start the session thank you so much to everybody that spoke um and if you use our hashtags if you still want to use our hashtags you can if you want to tweet something that you learned from the session and i just wanted to say that um it's important for everybody to remember that for us at vested your financial well-being is really important to us so thank you so much for joining and we'll see you next week cheers everybody. thank you very much Chidera. and um let me just quickly add this sorry for the hiccups it wasn't intentional i had issues with my twitter account if you notice i'm not using my own account my colleagues account yes no worries at all thank you so much for joining enjoy the rest of your evening Bye. Thank you.